Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Dioria. I welcome in my co-host, as always, Gerard Brewer, as well as our version of Banky, Theo Walski. How's everyone doing tonight? Oh, oh, Hello, my fellow gamers, comic book readers, and all so around mean. the nerds. Oh, Listeners, I'm getting my, bullied my over here already. <laughs> my inker. How you doing, my man? Dude, he's a tracer. <laughs> oh, he's doing good. Oh. <laughs> Good thing I love so you guys. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> it's going pretty damn good. One more week until Shazam. Oh man, man, I have heard nothing oh, but good things. This movie. There's like so. We want like to talk people. about this a little bit here, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna agree with you, Jerry. What you've been hearing? Um, I've been hearing that this movie is like rivaling, is gonna rival like Wonder Woman like heights like really? it, it's oh. surprisingly like a ama- um, like str- strict from the comics it hits yeah. it has a lot of heart but it also gets pretty dark from what i'm hearing like it's it's straight up yeah like all like it's everyone was surprised by this and like the secrets that like everyone kept about this movie i guess mm-hmm. Like a lot of people were stunned and and completely satisfied. Like this is almost this is kind of a DC movie we've all been waiting for. Well, and to back that up, I mean, there's people, some critics that are saying it's going to be the best DC movie made so far. So yeah, that's, that's a lot to live up to when we know Wonder Woman was great and Aquaman was fantastic. Now, I mean, it, but if they have a track record of just keep getting better, they might revitalize the DCU, which would I be think nice. they're going to they're, they're going to revitalize it. I think it's just, oh, right now they know to like stick to single movies. I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, Shaz- Shazam was up there with a lot of skepticism. And uh, I think a lot of people are like, wow, we, we uh, like this is great. But, uh, you know, we still have Suicide 2. You know, Birds of Prey. Okay, I don't so, have a lot of faith in those movies as okay, much as so I want them to be good. Let's look at Suicide Squad. Um, Will Smith is not back as Deadshot. No, but he got replaced by – he got I a did, great replacement. I'm okay with that replacement I, as much I as my okay – Who did he get replacement? Idris Elba. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Oh. Yeah. Big – Big time. Much as I love Will Smith, that's a great. If anyone could, could, could fill the shoes of Will Smith, Idris Elba is a yeah. great pick. Oh, he's awesome. All right. Um, so yeah, but that so, makes me wonder the playoff between him and Margot in on I, screen. I, 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 I like think it was it's a really good chemistry with her. They and did because they've had they have history. They've done like two other movies together. Yeah, but. Uh, Focus, which was that con man movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but Idris Alba is going to bring something to it. And uh, he's he's good with working with other other actors. So oh, yeah. I, I'm I'm yeah. really excited. And then the fact that we not only do we have James Gunn on directing that movie, but greatest news we just got is James Gunn is back with Marvel and doing Guardians three, yep, and the whole cast oh. is is yes, we're we're gonna stay. Yeah, because wasn't that like a thing that they were like really questioning whether or not they were gonna really stay without Gun? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Even Pratt, I I, I think uh, Pratt was gonna stay on purely because of uh, the the con- uh, contractual reasons for like the Avengers movies. And same with everybody else. But when it came to the standalone movie, they were going to be done. And I think I think for for James Gunn, he kind of got a bad rap because all those comments that were made were like years and years ago. And I I totally I totally understand that. And like the same thing with the whole Kevin Hart thing. Yeah. Like people grow and people say stupid crap when they're. You you know, a few mm-hmm. years down the line, even if it like and the things that the things that he said on Twitter uh, were meant to be like kind of a dark humored joke, but mm-hmm. they were years ago. And it was so, said I mean, in a I, different I it was in a different time, too. And I, I get yeah. the point of view. Um, so, I mean, I, I have great faith for it. Now, you want to talk about, you know, losing some faith in um, 
Warner Brothers will see what's going to happen with that, too, is because the the head of the studio is stepping down. Really? Uh, oh, really? Yeah. So that news broke uh, within the last week because he got caught up in a scandal. Oh. He was uh, having uh, an extra or he was having an, a relationship, so to speak, with an actress. That he was I mean, trying to push. Well, his thing though, he was pushing for her to be in Warner Brothers uh, movies and everything like that. Um, but that's but that's kind of old school. You know that was that was done in in the like the forties and fifties. Yeah, but yeah, but we're better than the forties and fifties. Yeah, no, I mean I know well, we that are. Depends. But Hold like, on, that depends. The, the <laughs> Society is a like, whole sometimes. But but True. the other thing is that's still kind of going on. Well, That's been going in in this case, so there was some other stuff going on. So it was yeah. There had to be there had to yeah. have been more just because like if she was if she was involved with a studio head, she was instantly mm-hmm. going to have a career. That that's all that meant. Yep. Yeah. So there had to there had to have been something else. Okay, so so Banky, I gotta ask you, um, yeah, your yeah. thoughts on your thoughts on Bill and Ted. <laughs> I mean, yes, I finally grazed my eyes with Bill and Ted's Excellence Adventure. And yes, it being the nerd that I am, I absolutely loved it, as I should. Nice. <laughs> it was an amazing movie. It still holds up. Don't care about the whole, like, 80s graphics or <laughs> jokes, whatever. They still made me laugh out loud. They were, it was effing amazing. I, I loved it. Something weird's happening at the Circle K. <laughs> no, 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 no. It is strange things are afoot Stra- at the Circle oh, K. Oh, yeah, strange things are afoot <laughs> at the Circle K. And did you see did you see the Instagram post that they uh yes. they posted they reenacted the the front cover of the movie or the yes. fr- the poster? It was so oh, great. Oh, okay, I didn't see that so, awesome. so Theo, now you understand when I when I mentioned the whole piggly wiggly. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I I I love I think the thing that I love most even though I hate that about time travel movies is the whole Ted remember to remember a trash can next thing you know trash can just oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. like oh yeah so when we go back we'll put the keys behind behind the sign look right over here Yeah, <laughs> but I'm very happy they didn't like go back and like shows like oh we're gonna go back and do all this shit now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but it was so good. Like that's the one thing I hate about the time travel phenomenon. But they just made it so freaking funny. You can't not hate it. Yeah. Well, and Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves were perfect for the parts. I mean, you can't oh, you yeah. just can't have that movie without them. Um. I, I think still one of the best parts, though, is when they're all in the mall and all the historical figures are all off doing something, <laughs> you know, you oh, but, it's also, but it's also kind of it, it's also kind of fitting because they're all, like they're all like so dumbfounded about this huge place, but they yeah. all find their interests yeah, all in this there. one place, you know, yeah. like Beethoven hits a Sam Ash or like a guitar center killing and ripping it. on the on. Yeah. Killing it on the pianos. Oh. And uh, I love Joan of Arc hitting the, uh, the, aerobics. <laughs> the aerobics class. Classic. When it. she plans, when she goes back to fresh, she plans on <laughs> introducing yeah. aerobics. Yeah. Well, and then you got so Genghis awesome. Kong in the sport in the, oh. in the sporting oh, goods. Oh, place. Yeah. Taking oh, out the yeah. mannequin. What, this, and then, like, this is amazing. And then what's funny out of all of that is you've got Socrates that is so crazy yes. is enamored Dylan by Socrates a corn dog hitting on chicks. <laughs> oh, and then so. when they're hitting on the chicks, Sigmund Freud comes in and yeah. starts analyzing them immediately. Oh yeah! Oh my god! They're like, dude, you're hurting our you game. Were, what's going on? Such, you were such <laughs> a geek. What's a geek? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think there's just so many parts to that movie, but it's like, and I think what the world could use more of is Bill and Ted right now. I mean, the whole oh, the yeah. whole premise of the movie is be excellent to each other, you know. Yeah. And I, I think right now the world as a whole could use more of that, and just it, it just it sucks that they're not going to have George Carlin for this to have him back, you know. Yeah. 
it, it's not I don't think it's gonna be quite the same without Rufus. You know, yeah. but you know, George Carlin is just a, yeah. a genius in himself, you know, much like I, th- Robin I think Williams. he's gonna be a uh I think he's gonna be a huge like standing point for the motivation for the guys to like further in the story. Yeah. I like I I, I hope anyways, I hope that I think, he, he like George Carlin's a huge part of the movie. Well, I think the premise of it's hilarious is they're middle-aged guys. They still haven't had a hit worth yeah. anything. <laughs> and now the entire fabric of time is tearing apart because of yeah. it. <laughs> so great. They, all on the shoulders of these two guys. Right. And it's like they can't do. Whoa. So, whoa, dude. Um, so let's move from one dynamic duo to the next. Um and the one I'm excited for, and you know, Kevin Smith just needs to stop tweeting out and posting Instagram <laughs> pictures of everything from Jane Silent Bob reboot. You're just getting hurt because it's just not close enough yet for yeah. you. I, I mean, mean, do you do you want to live in the shadow and not know anything, or just be like really excited about all he, this shit that's wait, coming? Here's the thing: is he's bringing everybody back for it. <laughs> That's the best part. That is the best part. Um, and the one and thing, I'm, I, and I, like this is, I mean, we're talking about everyone from like chasing Amy, Mallrats, everyone that's been in his films is is coming back for this reboot in this one movie, which is amazing. And I think what that is is that um, I didn't realize this, but he posted, he tweeted out a picture of them with Joy, uh, Joy Lauren Adams um, from the set. And he actually had a little help, uh, you know, heartfelt um, little post about it. Yeah. Um, let me, I'll pull it up here so we can. Uh, and it says that, you know, they're on the set and. She is the reason that they made Chasing Amy in the first place. Oh, and that that's really nice. Through Chasing Amy, you know, we had Jay and Silent Bob come out of it, and the basis for Bluntman and Chronic. Mm-hmm. Um, from the you know slacker, you know, from the slapstick, you know, Jay and Silent Bob and Mallrats to the slackers and clerks, you know, um, and both Strike Back and Reboot hinge on their comic book alter egos. Um, somehow, and I will refrain from the one word that he just put in there. Um, <laughs> you know, as we, I tried to, you know, cover last week too. Um, but with their heroes lives. And so when he saw her show up on set, he literally said, see all these trucks, all this equipment and all these people came all the way to new Orleans today, all because you and I met 24 years ago. Oh, wow. So we can, Thank Joy Lauren Adams for giving us Jane Lee Silent Bob. Yeah, giving that's us awesome. Amy, giving mm-hmm. us Clerks too. Um, I mean, but for Kevin to give her such a big recognition mm-hmm. for it is yeah. massive. That's a huge compliment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm excited to see what they do with it. You know, because the one thing I I, I love is they went. You know, he tweeted out a kind of a tongue in cheek joke to Redbox about getting a machine put in front of RST. And they said, here you go. So we know Randall's out of a job, pretty much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting. Um, we know Rosario Dawson's back for it. So mm. I'm wondering if we're going to get to see Dante's kid because we know oh. at the end of Clerks 2, she was pregnant. That's right. Um, I just so, I just can't wait for the applications of the movie. Just like, just imagine Jay with a smartphone. Oh my god! <laughs> oh wow! Right? <laughs> that would be interesting. The amount like the amount of porn he can watch just on a smartphone, and then imagine him just taking pictures, just just begging chicks. 
Okay, no, even, you probably like have it playing yeah. in the background in his pocket. You just hear like some moans yeah. and groans out of it. It's like, it's like, what's that sound? Is uh, it's coming out my pocket? <laughs> right. Um, oh my god! Yeah, just just the application of a smartphone. Just what Jay himself would be doing with it. Well, like, think about oh it. God. What's the internet? <laughs> I, yeah. I know. Right? Oh my you, god! You know somebody's gonna have a phone. He's gonna go. What's that? It's a phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't flip open. That's not a phone. Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, yeah. It's. I think. It, I think Kevin deserves to make this movie after everything that he's gone through over the last year, and I think it's great that he's going back to this universe. For the first, you know, for the first time, and I mean, what? And Clerks Two is what seven years ago. Mm, Clerks Two. So. Uh, Clerks Two was uh, two thousand. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Two thousand six. Yeah. So okay, so it's actually yeah. been longer than that. Thirteen so. years. Thirteen years yeah. since Clerks Two. So crazy. all I gotta say, how do you? How do you top the donkey scene, though? <laughs> Jesus, I gotta say, man, that was that was me. really tough for me to watch. <laughs> Even you know, were, were, were you getting size envy out of that? I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> Jesus. I'm not gonna lie. I felt a little emasculated and weirded I mean, out. Yeah, it's. I'm so happy it's like, you openly admitted to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's like, it is like, it's like Rodarius. Seriously, first. every time I see him, I'm like, screw you, man. <laughs> I'm going to fast forward right now. Like, at least I can stand oh, on two feet. God. <laughs> oh, yeah. we're, and we're, where's pillow pants when we need it? Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to go back to that, those movies again. Um, I love them. I wish uh, I do wish we'd get, you know, Dogma would be available stateside. That'd be great. I, I, yeah, I think that was one of the biggest mistakes I did was was uh, sell my old copy. Yeah, my old deep copy. Like, I really I really do miss that one. Well, and, and, it, and honestly, it was pretty it was it was quite a forward thinking movie. Dude, he time. wrote that when he was like 13. Yeah. You know, that was actually his first story he actually wrote. It was while, it was wow. when he was going through while well, he yeah. he was going to church with his with his family and, and like he a, had all these questions. Yeah, yeah. He, and it was a crisis and he even put it as a crisis of faith. Yeah. You know, at the time. So, I mean, you can kind of see that um again, another great movie with George Carlin. Yeah. Um, you know, and we're not going to have him or Carrie or Carrie Fisher for that matter, you yeah. know, with Jansa and Bob, you know, hopefully, soul. hopefully they are still living by the book. Now, which version <laughs> of the book? So let's, let's dive into the, uh, the big news today out of PAX East. Um, Gearbox had their panel today and there was several announcements that came out of it. So let's start off with the, the baby of the news, which this is going to be more for Jerry and his love for Rick and Morty, um, (laughs) is that Trover saves the universe was announced. Um, so Gearbox is going to be doing the publishing for it. Yeah, Yeah. Um, so it is from the creators of Rick and Morty. Um, basically your dog is kidnapped and you've got to save it from aliens. Pretty much. That's the premise. Um, such a weird game. <laughs> okay. Did you, have you seen anything Rick about and Morty that? is a weird show in general. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Yeah. I, re- I remember we, we saw a trailer of it at, at E3 and it was just like, this is, this they is so that the aliens take the dogs and put them in their oh, eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so great. So, Along with that is they also announced, which was a big surprise to everybody, is that um, Borderlands 1 Game of the Year Edition Enhanced is coming out on Tuesday. Oh, uh, wow. Ooh, yeah. That'll be fun. It is um, It is going to have new weapons, 
It's going to have enhanced graphics. It's going to have all the DLC from the first game. Um, they've also listened to the fans and they're going back and retuning the final boss. So it's a bit more challenging. Um, oh, okay. Yep. And then, um, finally after months and months and months of speculation, they finally announced borderlands three. Yes. And I have to say, it, it looked, it looked really good. Oh, it does. And I know, um, Eva is very much already said we're oh, getting that, it. Um, <laughs> it, it, it. I was so, immediately thinking of that when I saw the trailer. So I, I have a feeling that um, Division I thought Eva's two, only played two, right? She's only played – dude, she's cracked out on two. She Same loves with that. me. I've only played two. Dude, two that was her That was, was her gateway drug. I definitely felt like two was better than one, and I feel like pre-sequel was just a little bit too hard was, of trying to put Claptrap into it too much. Yeah, I wasn't impressed but, with pre-sequel. I, I, I loved 2 so much. Well, I mean, that was the thing. is That was her her gateway to FPS. Oh, yeah, you, that's right. You know, yeah. and I mean, we got to we got to thank Elise for that, because Elise is the one that said, hey, you know, you need to play Borderlands. Right. And that was kind of like that nudge to getting her to finally try it. Um so with Borderlands three, we there's a lot of references to Lilith, the first siren. Um, Maya makes an appearance in the trailer, so I know she's going to be in it at, at some point. Yeah. Um, they are saying there's going to be a million weapons. Of course, I mean there's all so much freaking so weapons. many different ones. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I have a feeling that, you know, we'll end up moving, you know, we'll still be playing division, but I think we'll end up moving to borderlands once that comes out. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, I'm definitely going to, yeah, I'm definitely going to buy this one. It looks, it looks awesome. Well, we'll be, I'll be getting, uh, borderlands on Tuesday. I already, I, I promised Eva I'd pick it up for her. Oh, number <laughs> one. Oh, the, the remake. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that thing is the physical copy is going to be exclusive to GameStop. Oh, sweet. So um, digital version will be on the PlayStation Store. I haven't seen it on the PlayStation Store yet, so they probably haven't updated the store for it. Um, well, there's probably no need for like a pre-order or anything since it's just coming Tuesday. Yeah, um, but it was a. I think that's a very quick drop, though, for Borderlands 1 to basically go, here you go. Um, I mean, it's already done. <laughs> Yeah, no, it makes sense when they're when they're uh, launching a new IP or a new title. They're like, yeah, oh, and by the way, you know, we're doing number one as, as a physical copy. Get it to you know well, in a week. Right, we're gonna Kinda tease like, you with crack, but we'll give you your <laughs> first free taste. Well, yeah, I think with like what you know, Paul uh, Roshinsky was saying on the podcast a couple weeks ago when we were talking about Apex Legends and how they just dropped it and said, here you go. I think yeah. we may see more companies going that route because they just don't have to really market it, advertise it. They, you know, they can just drop it and say, here you go. Um, but I think Borderlands has enough of a following that it, it doesn't matter when you drop that yeah. thing. It's going to sell copies. Oh yeah. Yeah. And um, at least that way you don't get as much like, uh, speculation on the game, trying to mm-hmm. build up hype and, and kind of making the game be out bigger than it may actually turn out to be. Uh, I mean, I kind of feel like that was the case for Kingdom Hearts 3, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Taking that shot across the bow there. Um, <laughs> so um, other news today that came out was Monolith Soft. Um who is the company that helped build and make Skyward Sword, Link Between Worlds, Breath of the Wild, uh, Splatoon 2. Um, They are recruiting for the next Zelda game. So we know that is coming. Um, Now, this is their production team 2. So their production team 1 which is famous for the Xenoblade Chronicles, which I see that game and I'm, I'm tempted to pick it up uh-huh. and try it because it looks really good. But um, that team is making a medieval fantasy action RPG game. So okay, we'll see how this all plays out. But um, it's nice to know that they are making you know a new Zelda game. Um, we'll see where they go with it. Is it going to still stay within the realm of Breath of the Wild or do they go jump over to one of the other timelines? Um 
I mean, I, I have. Um, do either of you ever feel like Zelda will ever be played out? Really? Like, I mean, it's no. such an old series. So is Mario. And true. Mario doesn't ever it's get played kind out. Of the same. I mean, I don't know. I kind of so, think it's different. I kind of think it, it, Mario it, it can kind of get played the, out. It does depend on the kind of game that comes out. It depends on the kind of game. Yeah. But All right. usually, All right. I mean, if they come yes. out with some sort of new type of... Odyssey was amazing, but also, like... Breath of the Wild Mario. was amazing. Breath of the yeah. Wild was huge. I uh, like one of my all-time I, favorite games. All right, here's and, my opinion. Yeah, they need to reboot Zelda. In what aspects? Start from scratch. That's a good idea because yeah, pretty good idea because the timelines are very, are, very. We talked about we talked about yeah. Kingdom Hearts being convoluted. Yeah. Zelda's worse. Is it though? Yeah, I, so I kind of feel with, like if you follow the timelines, you know what kind of timelines you're dealing with. There's three timelines. Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. No, there's three. But the thing is, though, is Breath of the Wild, although they say it is a sequel to Ocarina oh, in terms of um, yeah. where he loses to Ganon and yeah. starts that timeline, It part of it exists within Wind Waker, which is in the other timeline. Uh, true. Yeah, that is true. So, you know, I, I think at this point is you've gotten all these splits and everything. Let's let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back to Link being heck. You want to make him a kid, tiny kid, yeah, or whatever. But I I was really hoping for like a an, another like Wind Waker type of game. But uh, Wind Waker I mean, is an amazing uh, game, and it, yeah. And but it got I mean, I totally agree. That, like may, maybe reboot it and like. Start as a completely new time. Yeah, structure it a little bit more. I I I, I can see that. Because, like, if you set aside the timelines, like, I love every single game standalone, not definitely no crossover, no story. But you really can't think of it as, like, yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. But then when you get into, well, you know that's this part, part of this timeline and this one. And it's just like, oh, well, okay. You know what I would like? Ultimately, I know we're getting Link's Awakening. You know, yeah. later this year. Oh yeah. I would love to see a Link to the Past remake. Oh, that'd be fun. As like, as in like a Breath of the Wild type of game engine, like that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, um, I would like that too. That'd be know. cool. Or even want to go one step further? Give me Ocarina Time. That'd be fun. Actually, you, you know, the one thing that I think, uh, going back to Breath of the Wild, I love, and this is where, well, where you'll disagree with me, Matt. Um, I love the fact of the, the weapons breaking, the fact that you have to have an inventory, you have to, you know, you, you have to think on the fly, you I know, would agree and save that, weapons. It definitely gives more of an RPG aspect. Yeah, and it gives more of a realism to the, like... But the one thing I do miss are, like, the specific weapons. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You know what? I did kind of miss that. Like, getting the Master Sword, awesome, and it broke. But it did, you know, reform itself. Totally cool, and I agree with that. But I do kind of miss, like... The the enchanted boomerang or like where was the, my uh, hook shot? Yeah, <laughs> or, or yeah, some you know, of those like they really get some puzzles little, into the game. And yeah, that's, uh, those and, those were a lot of fun, and I, I hope yeah. that's something they incorporate in the next game. But and I, I think the problem I, I look at it too is though it's this generation of gamers though. You know what do you mean? It's because they everything's gravitating towards that action RPG style of element now, right? So I, well, I would say that that's the new standard. It is the new it's standard. Been, it's been the new standard for quite well, a while. Yeah, absolutely, it has. And and I, I, I think guess. that's a travesty because we're we're losing out on what's made gaming so good over the last couple of decades. It's Granted, true, some really good but, games are making great mechanics for the you know for the action RPG. Don't get me wrong with that, but you go back and you look at like let's look at Ocarina of Time. Let's look at Link to the Past. You can go, you can even Chrono Trigger, right? From a Japanese RPG standpoint, you go back and play those games again now, they still hold up and you still had the puzzle elements. 
True, you but, still have a but lot they of were. It was still an action element. Like I mm-hmm. still think those were somewhat action RPG esque. Mm-hmm. But um, in in regards to the argument of of the RPG world, um, they had to evolve, especially yeah. especially with the generations being less interested in taking Grind. the time. I, yeah, and grinding. I like. I miss. I, I, I'm sure all, all three of us miss like the old school Final Fantasy like grindage, like strategy guides. Look for like the Ultima do weapon. Not, do you know, don't even bring <laughs> in black yeah. chocobo into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ha- 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 find the black <laughs> random black chocobo, which you took know. like five hours just roaming the map. Like, okay, I finally, so finally found find it. one, like, and then yeah. you got to breed them together with a specific. Gitchell Green and a specific exactly. nut. That, that and, kind of patience and 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 uh, yeah, just that kind of yeah. patience for a game just generationally isn't there anymore, and that's I why. Totally agree. I totally yeah, agree. Because we're yeah, in the generation I, where everybody's instant. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be spending time with it. Like, there's no more hard work that I earned this special achievement into the game. You like, just want to get through it. There's no, there's not as much satisfaction now, but, it, and that's why I kind of feel like, uh, production companies now have to output so fast all the time now too. Is that like, because you're shortening the, the grind, you, you're not appreciating the game. You're not in investing into the game as long. So you're done and you're just going to the next one. Or the only investment you have is when you're playing with your friends all the time on multiplayer on stuff or co-op or something like that. And I, and I, and think, I think that's where that games as a service is kind of probably playing a lot into that too. And there's been, and that leads into the next topic too, is with Stadia coming out and everything too. It yeah. seems like games as a service has moved more into that forefront of the conversation again then it had it kind of died off a little bit, but now you got you know anthems of the world, divisions, um, uh-huh. destiny. You've got game streaming coming. It's more now looking at that as a service now instead of here's a game. And I think that's what I love so much about Corey Barlog and God of War because everyone asks him, why didn't you put multiplayer into it? Because we it's don't a want single, it. Yeah, because I don't no want point. it. I want a yeah. game that people just enjoy. They play the game yeah. and for the game. And I think that's amazing. I think story. we need more of that. Yeah. And I think too many things are trying to force feed multiplayer now too. Um, yeah. Granted, so it's a lot to of feed the masses. Yeah, like, oh yeah, multiplayer is in there just purely to feed the masses. Mm-hmm. And and really, like you could have, it could have not have been into in yep. certain games where it wasn't needed, but. Just because, uh, like Call of Duty, <laughs> yeah. Well, like Mass Effect Three, we talked about that. You know, oh where yeah, you oh, have yeah. to do I the not multiplayer. Need that. And yeah, and you, the multiplayer could have been out, and it could have it really could have made the game even more beautiful, or, or even given it more DLC, or even yeah. Well, hold on, though, definitely but, did not need any multiplayer. So hold on though, with that though, is I I we played Jerry and I played the multiplayer and uncharted and it's fun, but it is, it, it's, fun. it's not, it's not force included that you have to play multiplayer in order to, to further your game in uncharted. They were actually to further the game, but you do have to do that for the achievements. Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, there's some games I care about the achievements on horizon, Spider-Man. I mean, the single player stuff, but <laughs> honestly, the multiplayer stuff, I really don't care that much about the achievements. I really don't. Um, I'll play the multiplayer, but I mainly care if it if it is a detriment to the game, because that still takes up space for the game to where, like, it wasn't necessary to put a multiplayer in there, especially if it's like a single player game. No, like, no, we copped out. We we fed the masses because they everyone wants multiplayer or just the choice to do multiplayer to where Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you, Corey Borlaug. Stuck to stuck to his guns and said, "No, we wrote a great Smart story. Yeah. We wanted you to go through this story and feel something, somewhat yeah. as if you were gonna go in and watch a great epic movie." And and so, like, no, I didn't want multiplayer on there, which is I commend him for that. I like, I agree. And that's where I think that you look at what Corey did, as well as what Neil Druckmann and Naughty Dog have done, not only with Uncharted but with Last of Us. You know, the mm. multiplayer wasn't required to be played 
to get a better ending out of the game. No. Like Mass Effect 3, right? If you want to get the good ending and be fully prepared for the final battle, you have to play multiplayer and you have to get take over territories in multiplayer for it to translate into the game for readiness. So it was a it was a it was a ploy to get more money out of people from EA and you know and I, I and I hate again, I hate EA. that it's impacting well <laughs> so let's let's talk about EA for a second um really quick for the layoffs. City is they laid off go. 350 pl- people out of their marketing and publishing departments so I mean I, I definitely feel for those people um but it goes to the bottom line for EA is like I think and Jerry you know I talked about this the other day um is that I think that the layoffs have partially had to do with the fact that Anthem, in all intents and purposes, has bombed against their expectations. Uh, yeah, yeah, I has, I agree. I agree to a to a point. I also feel like it's kind of a ploy that. I mean, of course, they're not going to get rid of their developers and their and, and, and like the the really important like content creators. Right. Um, because I think they're really like they're partially to bl- blame too because of it, it's it's that's kind of, it's kind of loaded, but mm-hmm. EA in itself is is co- consistently going the wrong way when it comes to games, and I feel like okay, so we need scapegoats marketing. We'll just blame marketing, and yeah. that's that's kind of how I feel that like. Yes, Anthem didn't do that well, but I mean, a lot of the trailers, a lot of the marketing for it, I mean, it it obviously got us interested in wanting to play it. So I kind of don't feel I kind of feel like that might be a cop out. Yeah, and I they do, just yeah. found they just found that. they just were just looking for scapegoats. Like, oh yeah, it was our marketing team. Well, we just feel like they didn't do what they were supposed to. I feel like they kind of did. I mean, and if, I think part of it is that too is part of that where they're laying off at least from the specific specificality of the publisher side of the equation is I think that's because we've got project X clouds getting ready to come out and we know we're going to find out more about that at E3, um, which depending on what Phil Spencer and company, um, announced at E3, you know, with us being there, I think I'll probably, I might take a trip over to the Microsoft theater across the street and go check that out part of the time, see what they have to offer over there. Um, I'm going to check it all out. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since, you know, Sony's not going to be there, but we know Nintendo's going to have a huge presence this year on the floor. Um, yeah. You know, they're going to have a lot. I mean, they have a lot of stuff coming out this they year. They practically have no competition at the floor. Um, oh, yeah. Pretty much. Um, I'm, I'm really excited for Sword and Shield. But uh, mm. I'm more, I'm excited for Animal Crossing. I'm excited for Fire Emblem. I'm excited I for might the actually Nation. jump on the an- Animal Crossing bandwagon, Come on, man. Join the Animal really? Crossing. Come on. I've been playing that mobile uh, game. I kind of like it. I've been like, I've been getting a little addicted. It's been pretty fun. I'm pretty sure you can't convince me to get okay. into Here's the thing, though. I kind of want to farm and fish. Hold on. And, you know. Here's something better. Here's something better. Is like, we can all like visit each other's towns. And you can go, you can go mess with the citizens of the town. So if you want to, you could go into um, like Jerry's town, right? If you want to, and you can bury pitfalls all over the map. Oh, jeez. So when anybody walks over it, they fall into a hole. (laughs) Uh, So you could go mess with, you know, the town and and stuff like that. If you really wanted to, Um, it's kind of entertaining. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of those games coming out. Um, you know, oh, and Yoshi's coming out in I Yoshi's mean, a few days. Yoshi's uh, a couple weeks here. It's April. Um, oh, okay. I don't, think oh, it's, I don't think it's Tuesday. I think it's the following Tuesday. We're, I mean, we're getting it's, close to it. It's Nintendo, um, it's got to be Friday. Yeah, it, it, that's true. It's probably a Friday because no, they don't release Friday stuff is. on. No release date March 29th. Oh, is it the 29th? So it's yeah tomorrow. Tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Yeah. Okay then. Sweet. Well, and they they release them on Fridays because they it's actually against a lot of release games during the week. Yep. And because it, it when they allowed it, it led to um, decreased productivity. 
<laughs> Which hold on, they got too many people. Got too many people <laughs> requesting the day off to get the, the midnight release. Yeah, but oh, on a, I can't. On a country I can't that says, that. "Hey, if they I catch you totally sleeping at," I mean, but if they catch you sleeping at your desk, they think you're just too tired from being overproductive at work, so they let it slide. So I don't know how much okay. argument there I is for totally that. I've totally gotten um, work off, like, but <laughs> went midnight and played all day. Right? You would. Wait. <laughs> Here's here's my my thing with the publishing side though is that you know we have like Nintendo's doing their thing but yeah. we've got XCloud which we know is going to come to the Switch and I hope we get more news about that at E3 um, but you've got you've got Stadia which I think we don't know what that model is going to be they have not flat out said whether or not it's going to be a subscription based service or you're going to buy the games digitally and they're going to be hosted on their servers. And that's one of the things that kind of, you know, that questioning the paying model, you know, where we're looking at a lot in the media kind of questioning how things are going to work with Stadia. You know, that was one of the things that the Kotaku split screen um, podcast and um, show came up with. You know, that was something they questioned. Um, And I'd have to agree with that is and that kind of makes me a little bit of concerning too is, is that is what happens if you buy a game and the license expires or Google decides in their infinite wisdom, like they've done with a lot of other things is they're just going to pull the plug. They're not going to do it anymore. You know? Um, and I think, um, one thing that we talked about last week on the podcast was the infrastructure, right? You know, what, look at what America has for internet. And that's something that, um, you know, what's good games, their podcasts and stuff, they brought up um, while they had the head of Dice on the, the Dice Game Awards, um, Interactive Media um, Academy on. And and I have to agree with that is because to do 4K, you're going to have to have at least 25 megabits per second. Yep. Plain and simple. That doesn't yep. take into consideration anything else being on your network. That is just straight up 25 megabits a second. And most of the country doesn't have that. The other thing is, too, is they they pitch this. You're going to be able to do it no matter what, and I have zero latency. But um, what they brought up on that podcast, and I, it made me laugh, But it, and then it got me thinking. It's like, absolutely, I agree with it, is that are you really going to be able to play that on a plane's Wi-Fi? I mean, think about that. When you do Wi-Fi on a plane, Southwest, United, oh. think about how they say, hey, we're going to give you Wi-Fi on the plane, right? We right. all know how it's bad that oh, really it's awful. World. It's absolutely like, awful. Are you really going to be able to? Megs. Are you really going to be able to play a game on Stadia on a plane, like they advertise? Yeah, definitely. You know. Um, so I really think that you know it's going to come down to how they do the infrastructure. I think I think it's a good industry disruptor to get people to really rethink the model, but um, I think. Like a lot of people think, I think consoles are here here for a while, like we've talked about. Um, I think the Switch is probably, I mean, when you're talking about on, you know, switching from home to on the go and stuff like that, I think they've got the best model right now. Um, Absolutely. So, um, and let's let's talk about one of the ones that is not really pushing for that games as a service quite at the moment. Um, we know they already have PlayStation now. Um, yep. which I've test. I was doing part of the beta. I wasn't impressed. Um, there's a lot of things you need to work on. Their catalog isn't the greatest right now, but they keep adding to it. But, um, PlayStation over the last week had their PlayStation state of play, which was a Nintendo direct style PlayStation presentation. Um, it was 20 minutes to me of, eh, <clears throat> it showed, it started off with a bang and announced um, Iron Man VR, which eh. which looks retarded. <laughs> I mean, Once I again, think it, eh. I and I think though if you put that on standard console without being the VR, I think it could be a lot of fun being Iron Man. You know, you the concept is upgrading your you know you figure out ways to upgrade eh. your suit with different things. I think it could be a cool concept, um, but it was eh, it was a lot of just kind of VR stuff here and there. Um, to be perfectly honest, I think the this the the whole state of play, I think this was just a pure like soft announcement. Like this is how it's going to go. This is how our presentations are going to be, yeah. and then I, I think that's why. Yeah, as a filler, like as a first filler, like 
yeah, we saw a lot of new VR games coming up, and then we barely saw any new titles for PS4, and then just just you know rehashing Days Gone and which other crap right, like that. I mean, rightfully so. I mean, Days Gone comes out in a couple weeks, so they're yeah. they want to keep that fresh with everything going on, especially I, with. I kind of feel like this was just this was like a an announcement. Like mm-hmm. this is how it's going to be now. This is how we're going to announce. Well, I think you look at the games that were shown on the bigger, the bigger games. You have Concrete Genie, which I know I'm looking forward to that game. Just from a creative standpoint, um, it looks like it's a really cool concept. I don't know if it would be a $60 game for me, though, but it's kind of a cool concept. Um, And then you have, you know, the day's gone. But you look at what games are in the pike for Sony, and I think they missed out on an opportunity to kind of have more of that because i don't think so because once again i think that's why this was a soft showing because one mm -hmm. i don't think i don't one i don't think a lot of those as we have spoken a lot of those titles that we're talking about um are possibly coming out for ps5 and they're not going to show anything until they announce the ps5 that's why i feel like this was just like we're, this is how we're going to start showing our newest content. This is how it's going to go. And then they, I think that's how they, they were pushing more yeah. VR games, which is something yeah. that they needed to do. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, this is how we're going to do it from, you know, from now on. But I, I did not expect seeing any really new AAA content. Well, which I um, think is kind of a good thing because like, like to mm-hmm. what we were talking about before, like with the instant gratification, like there's uh, always a need to like announce a ton of crap now mm-hmm. to where like you're constantly moving and needing to have stuff beat out other things. You're going to have a lineup of like 20 games in every announcement. And when you're having announcement every quarter, that's 80 games a year. And it's, I think to have a soft reveal is a smart move to try to transition, uh, things for a lower like a different expectation out of sony mm-hmm. and, and it I, also I, takes I, out it also takes off the pressure f- for them yeah, when they're announced exactly too. yeah mm-hmm. i agree because exactly. there's so much pressure on all the production companies right now and, and to like we said with the mindset is a generational thing like we're we're used to back when we were like playing just the handhelds and everything we were great grateful for an announcement of like two games coming out in the year mm-hmm. or whatever that we were excited for. But now we're, we have that expectation of like, Oh, there's this hot hype com- uh, of competition and we're, we need to have uh, these game exclusives over the other. We need to beat this uh, competitor out of this storyline or whatever. And, and I agree with both of you that there needs to be a reboot essentially of either not just the games, but the expectation that this generation has out of gaming companies. Well, I think they yeah. missed, I missed, I think they missed out on two things with the state of play. I, I think some of their, their bigger focus is on days gone. And I think that's maybe because they don't know how, how it's going to be similar to horizon, but you know, you had MLB, the show came out Friday. That is a staple of Sony's first party studios especially since the only competitor to it is RBI baseball, which is a shell of itself from when it was back in the the eighties and the nineties. But it's not like you're biased at all. (laughs) Well, I I'm still, I'm still on the fence on whether or not I'm going to get this year's version. Um, I know, but I mean, I know how big of a fan you are of MLB the show. And it's (laughs) a a fantastic game. But what I'm saying is though, is you have that game was coming out on Friday and they dropped the, they dropped this before then, but they didn't talk about it. They missed out. They completely glossed over it. But the other thing more so that they kind of glossed over is Media Molecule's Dreams. That's been in development for a while. They keep doing the tweets, the the private betas and stuff like that. And it was announced at PAX today that Media Molecule or that Dreams is rather going to be coming out in the middle of April as a early access version for $29.99, $39.99 in Canada. Um, you're going to have access to all the developer tools, just not the camp quote unquote campaign slash story mode. Um, but I think talking about dreams, setting it up, especially with dreams being at PAX 
to be played yeah. on the floor along with, you know, days gone. I think that was a, a missed opportunity there that they could have done. Um, and as we talk about things that are in the pipe too, but I mean, is it really a miss thing though? Cause I mean, like, that's what I was going to say. Cause I, cause I feel like when, <clears throat> when we end up having those big announcements, you're, you're hype. Like, like we talked about before, again, it, that you're hyping the game up almost more than, what the game is actually going to turn out. And if you have these like right. special events to, in order to have a more um, like uh, focused group of feedback that you can kind of build on as you're going through the year, it's like, yeah, you have packs, you got that focus group in order to help out. You can do right. some tweaks. You can get to E3. You got another, you got a larger yeah. group that you can get through and things like and that. The, so and the thing really is, with Sony, having that, isn't especially with their baseball games, Mm-hmm. Like you said, there's only two different games that that compete with each other. Yeah, and they really yeah. already have their their staple of fans. Mm-hmm. Where I mean, it's, it's an not Call of Duty. Too. Yeah, it's an annual game. Yeah, to where, but it's not like they don't they don't do Call of Duty numbers, but they do do a standard amount of mm-hmm. numbers of fans every year because it well, does come out every year. And with that though, I think that with dreams though, I think that was missed because unless you follow media molecule on Instagram and Twitter or Saban ready, the head of the studio is yeah. that's not dreams. Isn't really out there. Kind of like when little big planet was being made, they were constantly, they were putting little big planet out there for people to see, you know, um, we know that, you know, once they finished making one, they kind of started moving on to their new projects. Two, they were involved with. Three was made by Sumo Digital um, with their uh, guidance, but um, yeah. and I think it does show not having Media Molecule actually doing it. Um, I wish we would get a little Big Planet um, remaster or something for the PS4 because I think that's the best side of the series and would love to go back and play it again. Um, no, but I think they could have kept it a little bit by doing state of play. They could have put it in people's minds that, Hey, this game's coming. Um, this is kind of some of the things you do because we haven't seen anything about it since E3. Right. That really small glimpse from, um, Seobon and company. So, um, so to stay on the, the Sony news of PS five, um, it was announced that Sony is no longer going to allow download codes for full games. We sold at retailers, GameStop, Best Buy. Um, mm. So, and it's going it, to, the last game that's going to be allowed for it is Mortal Kombat. Mortal okay. Kombat comes after the, comes out after their end date for it, um, but they're going to be honoring it because it's just, it's just so close to it. Um, right. But anybody that has pre-orders for games after that, say for Days Gone, right, they're going to have to basically go talk to the retailers about getting a refund and either switch it to a physical copy, you know, or get a refund. Um, I think and one then I think just it, pre, and then just pre-order on the console, and then you have to yeah. pre-order it on the console. They will allow you to buy the cards, right? And they're and Sony is working with GameStops and Best Buys and stuff like that to come up with different increments of cards, uh-huh. you know, other than the ten, twenty, fifty, right? Fifty, um, because frankly, a lot of people gave these digital codes as you know gifts for people, you know. So oh yeah, you know, so that kind of irked little people, but I, I look at it from twofold is one is that they get it. They get the hundred percent cut out of it versus GameStop taking their cut for selling it and then right. getting Sony the rest of the money. But two is, wait, it, are, are these for are the game? Are you talking about for actual video games? Or are you talking about the, uh, no, I'm talking about games. games. Yeah. So if you have the, oh, option, okay. yeah, you have the option yeah. to buy, you know, to pre-order days gone as a physical or digital. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that option is no longer going to be there anymore. It is going to be physical only now. Yeah, I, I can see that being a, now. Yeah, that's probably better for the developers. They, they should definitely anyway. still honor the ones that are already been out there as pre-ordered. Like if there's any yeah. type of sales, they should still honor that. Well, right? except for here's the problem with that is GameStop pre-orders games that don't even have street dates. That's a good point. That's but they true. but they only ever do that for physicals, not necessarily digital. They do them for digital too. Really? Yes. Yeah. 
Because I know, I know whenever I'm at the physical store, they're like way in advance and they're like pre-order this date is TBD, but yeah. I, I've never seen it for digital because usually yeah, they do it for digital it on uh, their website uh, or whatever. Oh, okay. So now I think where it's a smart move too is, and I think this is going to step in line with rumors of what Xbox is potentially getting ready to do where you can trade in your disc to get a digital code um, for the all, you know, all digital version is that, well, Hold on, Jerry. Before you shake your head, you may actually like this. <laughs> is that shake your head with that silly Xbox headset on? Exactly. Uh, my, my beats broke. Uh, okay, <laughs> likely excuse. Um, anyways, so s- there's a patent out there that you know. Of course, it'll see if it comes to fruition or not. Is that um, Sony is looking at the ability for trading um, digital games between people? Oh, so huh. if okay. I bought a game, I don't particularly like it. I could basically trade it off to somebody else. Um, also, looking at that, looking at that patent, um, it's also potentially, you know, looking at that. You may be able to just trade in your digital game for credit. Okay. Huh. So we know that Microsoft is already starting to look at a future outside of physical discs you know i don't know if i like that because um, i mean i think that would lead more towards the streaming services and stuff type of thing not where... necessarily i don't necessarily see it as going that route because it would basically it's just saying hey like for instance i bought anthem right yeah <laughs> i i installed it i played it for all of a day uninstalled it and i was done with it you know if i had the ability to trade that in even at say 25 bucks credit I know I would turn around and probably use that for something else in the PlayStation store. Were you able to return it? Because you bought digital. Because because their argument was that Bioware and EA were working on I would have bought physical. Because if he had bought physical, he could have returned it for full price. Yeah. Not necessarily. Yeah. GameStop still honors it if it's within 48 hours of buying it, that they'll give you a full price. Physical, bro. Hey, physical. I have physical. <laughs> I, I'm sorry to switch a lot of things back to physical. So I, I think that's a cool concept, though, because there are quite a few games that I bought that it was like, OK, cool. That could be a cool game. And then it's not that great. Yeah, that's, that is. I mean, it's it, it's definitely a good option. I mean, let's just say, yeah, you bought a you bought a game you played. You thought it was decent. It wasn't bad. But then you have to keep it like if you bought it digitally. And if it's one of those things that like. You know, I don't really play this game anymore and I want to get rid of it. You know, use it for credit towards something else. I kind of like that idea. I, I mean, I, 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 I... But I do agree with you, Theo, that it could fuel the whole streaming service a bit more and me being a more physical guy. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I personally don't like the idea purely from the fact of it kind of coddles um people's impulsiveness on buying games uh especially since it's like buying for kids like it's gonna be like actually let me ask you hold on you want to go that route okay we want to talk about impulse right hey shut up no 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 no. don't be using (laughs) me as an excuse for impulse right now i know i'm the most impulsive buyer like ever especially since i have like 15 games I've bought that I haven't even broken the seal on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Wouldn't you like it if Apple gave you credit for some of those crap movies you've bought? I mean, no, because I made the decision to not wait for renting. Like I made the caution. Well, no, but I'm saying is though, wouldn't you like, even if you got like a buck or two back on that and you didn't have to, you at least, got something in return instead of staring at your entire library and going, man, what was I thinking? Yeah, not not really. Cause I mean, that's the kind of thing that you have to learn through life. Like you, you got to be able to make mistakes. I don't need to be coddled for making mistakes throughout my life. That's actually, I do kind of agree with that. I mean, especially with, you know, making decisions on games. I I check out uh, gameplay reviews. I check out trailers. I make that informed decision Dude. to where, you know what, I'm gonna take a chance on this game. And then if it if it turns out to be crap, you know what, that's on me. I trusted it. 
I did the research and I thought it was good. And then no, you know what? Just as right, um, just as I have you to thank for that. That's why I didn't buy it. I have you to thank for that. Do I need to pull a Star Lord right now? You did uh, save me from that game. I didn't yeah, know how this machine worked. I, I would have bought that. So just to, uh, you know, as we kind of start moving towards uh, ending tonight's episode, is just as Theo was talking about the whole life lesson thing, all of a sudden it just flashed, flashed before my mind two things. Yeah. One, the little now you know NBC oh. thing. <laughs> the star. <laughs> yes. The star with the rainbow. Yes. And then... Also, like Bumblebee showing up after an episode of the original Transformers or G.I. Joe and them doing doing the little life lesson, little public service announcement. So, um, but yeah, back to that point, I, I, I think that there needs to be a still, um, a system to where that it makes buying video games needing to be an educated decision. It, it shouldn't necessarily be that we're always coddling this generation or even our yeah. generation for making so mistakes. The only, buy the me only thing this game, I look buy at me that this is, game. I don't like it. Can we return it? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. no, you chose that game. I think That's if they part of life, I think if they're going that route, you know, if they do go there, I think that, I think that further sets up the future where we know that we know we're going to be moving to an era without discs. We know that's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be a natural progression. So let's lay the foundation that you can actually trade in maybe your digital games. Mm. Because right now you can't do that. Once the digital, you buy it, you're, you're done with it. So, you know, we're at least down the road, you could go, you know what? I'm never going to play that game again. Let's go and trade that in, get a couple bucks out of it. You know, like people do with their physical copies. So, um, or, or at least like so, soft, soft transition and make it. So in, so in saying that, or rent digital. Yeah. Make but that so a in thing. saying that, if you if we do eventually go to straight digital, do you think that pri- prices of the games should actually go down? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, hold on. Are you asking me? Or are you asking Nintendo? Because yeah. <laughs> Nintendo charges I, I just think, as much for a digital I know. I as think it does in, in the general. store. In general, I think because they should if they, go down. If they are gonna, yeah, if they are gonna allow you to to send in games for credit that you buy digitally, um, most likely you're not gonna get that much yeah. from the credit. Therefore, I think the games should be, you know, less than sixty bucks. Right. And you know what? And that that's a that's a great thought there. And honestly, I would I would love to see what the listeners think about that. If yeah. you know the game, oh, yeah. because, if they well, go to it, kind of do have to take into account the whole si- the the price point is for creating the cr- creating the the physical disc, the 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 packaging, the the poster in the, the packaging, you know, all the of marketing, this. all so. that. You know, now you're cutting down all those costs when it's straight as a digital, but you're just checking out trailers and and the marketing po- uh, point. Yeah, where completely removing production out of it. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think I would like to know if if uh, our listeners think that the uh, the price point should go down, or not even just the price point, like whether or not trading digital seems like a good idea, like trading in digital, whether it just be retail or like you said, just across other people. Like, if, yeah. how's how's that going to work? Like, how do you figure out what's a fair trade, or if you're just giving your game to your friend for the hell of it, or whatever? But I mean, I don't know. I, I I'm. I'm very skeptical about the concept of a trade-in for digital. Yeah, and I think we're all at that cusp. But um, I think, though, after um, our, you know, Theo's public service announcement of don't be, you know, don't be impulsive or you're just going to learn a lesson. <laughs> um, don't do know, as don't, I say. Don't do as I do. You know, <laughs> <laughs> now you know. Um <laughs> I think I, I definitely want to say, you know, everybody, you know, thank you for for crashing game night tonight with us. Um, as always, feel like we heard. Um, please let us know. Um, you know, we actually had uh, one of our followers actually comment on the podcast, um, and and oh, to Jerry's and, despair, <laughs> Jerry's despair. Um, you know, they they helped settle the uh, the argument on uh, X Men Arcade versus. Uh, so. 
X Men Origins Wolverine. Um, <laughs> Settle. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, please. I mean, it could be revitalized if more people comment and kind of exactly. weigh in on the yeah. argument Just here. Saying. But I mean, the 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 scales have turned to one side now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so ridiculous. First of all, <laughs> as crazy as that person most likely is, oh, hey now, don't be calling. <laughs> I have, I, I will have, to, I will concede purely because they commented. Yeah. So, <laughs> so please, absolutely, guys. Just because leave those, comments. leave those comments because we actually do read them. Um, you know, especially some of the ones that have you know the comments on the website as well. Um, we've had some of those. Um, so please, about those. yeah. So please, guys, absolutely make those comments. Um, whether you're listening to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. Um, don't forget to hit that subscribe button um, so you're able to see, you know, when everything posts right away. Um, and also don't forget to follow us on our Crashing Game Night Apple News uh, channel, which uh, to let everybody know, I am in the process of working to get us onto Google News as well. So those with, um, Androids will be able to uh, keep up to date on our articles without having to go right to the website. Um, I personally want to say everybody be excellent to each other and stay frosty. Later, nerds. Go buy video games now. (laughs) (laughs) The opposite of a public service announcement. Go buy video games. Go buy video games. Right now. Impulse, right now. Impulse. (laughs) Uh, Impulse buy. Good night.